Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. friend and welcome back to the podcast. It's me, Julianne, the host of the show and your friend. And for today's podcast episode, I have a special guest and we will talk about health and wellness. And before I introduce our guest for today, I wanted to share a little story why this episode is a special one, an important one rather. We will discuss diabetes and one of my great grandmothers actually, Lola Tessie, that's her name. She actually passed because of complications from having diabetes. She lost her foot and later on her life. And even though I didn't know her very well, I know that she was a great person from the stories I was told. And I know that this topic, talking about diabetes, your physical health, your mental health, your physical health, your spiritual health, rather your diet and always what you eat, what you consume on social media and who you hang around with, All of these topics are important and we need to have healthy dialogue in order to process things like this. And I'm so grateful to have this platform to share wisdom and wellness learnings and stories such as this one today. And with that said, let me introduce our very special guest, Dr. Eric Mendoza. He specializes in endocrinology, diabetes, and thyroid diseases. He's a board-certified internist endocrinologist with an MBA in healthcare. He's also an assistant professor in medicine. So welcome, Dr. Eric. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, Julianne. I'm so happy to be with you, to be with your audience. And I hope I'll share a lot of things about diabetes, how to manage it. And of course, I hope it will be useful to them. Yes, I'm really excited for our conversation today, Doc. And by the way, I'd like to thank our partner for this episode as well. So this podcast episode is in collaboration with Controlado Ko Diabetes Ko, a diabetes awareness campaign led by healthcare company MSD in the Philippines that aims to deepen understanding on pre-diabetes, type 2 diabetes prevention, and diabetes management to give people the information they need to safeguard and improve their health. The campaign aims to address a common misconception that type 2 diabetes only affects older adults, when in fact, people under 40 years old are getting diagnosed with diabetes. At the same time, the campaign wants to emphasize that effective management of diabetes depends on patient self-care. It's important to always continue learning about diabetes and your type of diabetes in particular, whether it be through online research or with the help of a healthcare professional. All right. With all of that said, I'd like to ask you, Dr. Eric, how does pre-diabetes affect a person's physical body? 
Okay, before that, we need to define what is diabetes and prediabetes. Okay, so prediabetes is a condition before it gets into a more severe form, which is a diabetes disease. So we use laboratory testing to diagnose diabetes. When we use fasting blood sugar, usually diabetes has a cutoff of 126. Prediabetes has a lower cutoff. So it means that before someone gets diabetes, usually he or she passes through a stage called prediabetes. And at this level, it can already manifest with some complications. For example, frequent infection, having to urinate more frequently, no? and also the obesity is also correlated with your prediabetes. Most obese patients or overweight patients will tend to develop prediabetes early on and, of course, diabetes later on. Oh, wow. All right. Thank you for that. And I also wanted to ask you, Doc, for those with diabetes, para lang din aware ang ating mga audience, how does it affect their everyday functions? Okay. So it's one thing that you have diabetes, it can affect your organs, your systems. And another thing, it can also affect your mental health because you mm. have to cope up with the idea that you have the disease and your life will be changed forever. No? Your lifestyle, your choices, and no? this will all be affected. So first is the physical uh, effect of the disease. Of course, you can have complications such as being more prone to heart disease, to stroke, and to kidney problems, eye problems. No? Also, yung mental health then, it's very important no? because diabetes is a disease that involves no, so many personal and social factors. Siyempre, if you have diabetes na, your family members will need to look after you and you need their support your family and friends, and also your well-being is sometimes affected, especially if you worry so much about your disease and you have so much anxiety, sometimes to the point of getting burnt out, sometimes depression can also mm. ensue no, in patients with diabetes. Yeah, I can only imagine that it affects the mental health so much as well. And I want to talk about that more later for the second segment of our podcast episode. But for now, I want to ask our second question, which is what are the risk factors of diabetes, Doc? Okay, Julia, it's very complex. You know, diabetes is a multifactorial disease. So pwede siyang genetic, pwede rin siya na lifestyle, but usually it's a combination. So I always tell my patients, we cannot do something about your genes. No, It's already there, but we can always control our lifestyle, the environmental factors. And these are the ones that we need to target in order to prevent diabetes and prevent its complications if it already set in. So when we say lifestyle, it's the diet, exercise, and all other things, you know, the habits of the patients that will later on push the patient to diabetes or prevent the development of it, depending on the choices that the patient is making. Yes, thank you for that, talk. And what are the types of diabetes that people could be diagnosed with? Okay. So we have the type 2 diabetes. No, I started with type 2 muna because it's the more common ones. No? Yeah, I hear um, that often actually. 
Right. Kasi patients will always ask, ano po ba yung type ng diabetes ko? Is it type 1 or type 2? I'll always tell them, mm-hmm. um, type 2 is the most common type of diabetes. Kasi 95% of patients with diabetes, type 2 yun. Ano. Yun yung multifactorial that I mentioned. Ano. Lifestyle and genes. No? When you say type 1 diabetes, it's autoimmune. So it's something that happened because your body no, has some malfunction. It destroys destroyed your own pancreas. No? Our pancreas is the organ that secretes its own insulin. There are also other types of diabetes, which I think some of your listeners would know. For example, gestational diabetes. That's during pregnancy. And the other ones, less common, sila, no? but they are drug-induced diabetes and so on. So I think the more important ones are the three. Type 2, which is the most common, gestational diabetes, the one that affects pregnant patients. And number three, type 1, less common but more complicated to manage. And also, Doc, I also wanted to ask, how can you, how can anyone get diagnosed with diabetes? And why is it so important to get diagnosed early? Because I'm also hearing a lot of those people, friends actually of mine, na parang, pini ko may diabetes ako, pero hindi sila sure. And then I also hear it from my family members because I actually come from a family na may diabetes. That's why my dad, growing up, because I love sugar so much, Doc. Personal story lang. I love sugar. I love, you know, I know sugar is overall bad for the health. Sugar can be poison, right? But my dad would tell me specifically growing up, you know, control your sugar intake because there's a lot of people in our family who have diabetes. So he made me a little bit more aware of what I consumed on a daily basis to control my sugar intake because we have that history. So how can people and my friends who are also concerned about potentially having diabetes, how could we get diagnosed with it? And nga, Doc, why is it important to get diagnosed early? Okay, tama si daddy. No? So, anyway, the <laughs> proper diagnosis of diabetes lies so much on laboratory testing. But of course, we don't check everyone naman. So, there are patients with multiple risk factors or what we call high-risk patients. Ano? So, those patients with family history of diabetes, especially first degree, those individuals with sedentary lifestyles. So, most of the people working especially in the metro, diba. Yung mga work naman, office work, and so on. Baka hindi na sila masyadong active. So it's a risk factor for diabetes. Obesity and overweight, ano? These are also risk factors for diabetes. So if you have those risk factors, then you need to be tested early on. Because as we have mentioned earlier, ano? Hindi na siya sakit ng 40 years old and above. Nowadays, we see diabetes in individuals among their teenage years and also 20s to 30s. Unlike before, 40 years old and above, we iniisip natin na may diabetes. But now, even the more productive members of our society are affected, no? the builders of our nation. So, kailangan talaga ma-detect kung may diabetes na sila. And usually, we need the laboratory testing for confirmation. Mm. We cannot just say, oh, mukhang may diabetes ka. Yeah, yeah. It's a Doc, there's so many mistake. people also who <laughs> diagnose themselves, even if it's not diabetes, because of the internet, you know, someone will just have a random symptom and then they search it up and they're like, oh, what if I have this? What if I have that? Right. So it's really good that you mentioned that it is really important to get laboratory testing. So you're not just diagnosing yourself because a lot of people in, in my generation and in, in general, because of the internet, no, Doc, 
Parang everyone just wants to diagnose themselves. But And to be fair that, with them kasi, yes. we need to give them diagnosis ano, rather than mm-hmm. not being so sure and just giving them medications. Kasi syempre, these are maintenance, di ba? You don't mm-hmm. want to be telling your patient, oh, medyo, hindi ako sure, pero ito na yung gamot mo. Uh, baka may diabetes ka nga. So, yeah. when you say that the patient has diabetes, dapat, sure na may diabetes siya kasi he or she will be taking that medication or medications. Hi, this is Ayin Bernos, the brown girl behind Morena the Label and Ideology Studio, also known as Ayin Pero Tagalog on TikTok. And this is Riza Lana Sebastian, the serial entrepreneur behind Lana PH, Mink PH, Talaala PH, Ambush Clothing, and Wim Manila. Come listen to Camp Confidence Radio, a podcast about confidence, self-improvement, and success. You can catch us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Till then, stay confident. And also, Doc, I wanted to ask, and I think this is important because there's a saying, right, Doc, that prevention is better than like finding the cure for it. Because if you prevent it, then you don't have it in the first place. So my question is, how can we prevent diabetes? Or if someone does have you know, pre-diabetes, how can they reverse the pre-diabetes stage? Okay, that's a very good question. Because before, they think that diabetes is irreversible. Ano? But mm-hmm. actually, there is such a thing as diabetes remission. Or siguro in layman terms, pwede lang tawagin diabetes reversal. Pero we call that remission. In which a previous condition that would need medication, eventually, mawiwin off sila from medications. So how do we prevent it? If wala pa, so maintain proper weight through proper diet and exercise. And also be selective in the food that you eat. And of course, maintain a certain level of physical activity that will translate no, to proper well-being. So I said well-being because it is both physical and mental health. And if you have diabetes naman, you have to prevent complications at the same time. Try to reverse it meaning minimum medications that can control your diabetes ano by helping yourself ano do some selections ano in the food that you eat as well and also proper check up and follow up yeah thank you for that talk i think it's such an important reminder even for myself so thank you personally doc to take care of my well-being lalo na nga na i mentioned to you and to my audience here with journey with julian that i do come from a family i have relatives who have suffered from diabetes so it's very important to stay conscious of what we eat and right. you know to not have you mentioned earlier a sedentary lifestyle and most of us nowadays doc we really a lot of us work from home a lot of us work in the office a lot of us are always sitting down and it's not like back in the day when you can go out you can walk at the park especially when the pandemic happened you know a lot of people got used to staying at home and that's something that i personally struggled with and i want to share it really quickly you know when the pandemic happened a lot of people either worked on their health or stopped stopped caring about their health so it's either one or the other rarely ever in between in the beginning of the pandemic i worked on my health 
health very much. And then somewhere throughout the middle, ano mayon, the usual human tendency na you kind of get lazy, you stop thinking about why you started. And then I started to see uh, weight gain within myself. And aside from the fact, Doc, that I have to be, you know, I have to be cautious of what I eat, aside from the fact that I come from a family with diabetes. I also have PCOS, which is a completely different, you know, topic, but it's also in line with health and wellness and why I have to, you know, not have a sedentary lifestyle, why I have to move my body and eat healthy. So it's just motivating me even more, Doc. You're motivating me right now. Yes. But <laughs> you know, Julian, PCOS, PCOS yes. is related to diabetes. Having PCOS <laughs> makes you uh, at risk for developing diabetes two to three Alaka. times more than women without PCOS. So it's good that you mentioned that. It's oh a risk goodness. factor. So oh it's a flag sign that you need to be tested. Oh my... And I some of our PCOS that. patients will take metformin. Oh my goodness. Right. Oh, I think this podcast episode was meant to be... Now I'm more... <laughs> Now I'm more aware and now I want to care more about my health again. Now that you say that those two things, I didn't think that they were related. That's why I was telling you, you know, they're not really related, but apparently, wow, I'm going to... They're very much related. <laughs> As diabetes prevalence increases and so is PCOS because they are united by one common denominator, which is insulin resistance. But anyway, oh, siguro no. another episode yes. for that would be... Yes. <laughs> Yes, I'm sure that other people can, other women can relate to me as well. Right. Anyway, I also wanted to ask you, Doc, that if someone already has the disease, how can they manage it? And, you know, to do a quick review, Narin, what are the specific lifestyle changes that they can make that you can advise to those people? Okay, so I think the first thing that they should do is to accept that they have diabetes already. I'm always telling my patients, we can all have diabetes. Ano? Una -una lang, no? It depends on your genes and your other risk factors. But acceptance is the key. Because once you accept it, you also accept that there are some things no, that are not for you no, when it comes to choices about food and activity. So that's one. And number two, to give them short-term and long-term goals. Usually, the Short-term goals are just to control the blood sugar level in terms of their laboratory follow-up. The long-term goals are to prevent complications and, of course, to live a normal life. No? They should think that even if they have diabetes, they can still live the life they want. Okay? And what are the things to modify or change? One would be diet. No? Uh, they can mm -hmm. consult a nutritionist. But usually I ask them to stay away from the unhealthy food choices. Yeah. So I tell them not to take a three-in-one coffee, yeah. sodas, uh, fruit juices, too much sweets. Ano? And exercise. Yeah. It depends kasi on their capacity. No? Sometimes you cannot tell them, oh, you enroll in the gym ano? kasi it's the <laughs> prescribed activity. We need to yes. know their lifestyle, their occupation, because a simple 30-minute treadmill, for example, would do for one patient. But some patients can... Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. 
Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Be more aggressive. They can do um, more aggressive exercise. Hip workouts. Exercise, right. Yeah. So little by little. And we need to tap them no? at the back. No? Praise them if they do something good about their health. Because motivation is also important and it's part of diabetes management. Motivation. So that's yeah. perfect. As a motivational speaker. Correct. <laughs> yes. Everyone needs motivation every now and then, no doc. Even now, I think I'm going to need motivation from you because I feel like I should get I should get tested. Just in case. Anyway, so now I want to proceed to our topic about mental health, relating mental health with diabetes, which you touched on a little bit earlier. You guys, my dear listeners, I want to talk about mental health and diabetes because as an able-bodied, relatively healthy person who has suffered mental health issues in the past, I can't even bear to imagine how much more difficult it must be to have mental health issues while living with an illness or suffering from any physical health issues at the same time, such as diabetes. So to touch on this topic even further, Doc, I want to ask you, what is diabetes distress and why does it happen? Okay, so diabetes distress is a complication of diabetes. In fact, one out of uh, three patients ano, with diabetes can have this diabetes distress. So it is characterized by worry, stress, frustration, and finally burnt out. Mm. So why does a patient develop diabetes distress? It's because he or she needs to think about always constantly managing his or her blood sugar, making healthy choices when it comes to food and activity, and also trying to live a normal life or the life that he or she wants or not, despite this condition, which is diabetes. So it's quite different from depression. Mm. We also have depression, and depression yeah. is also more common with diabetes. But Diabetes distress is more common than depression. Kasi yung diabetes distress naman is characterized lang by worrying too much no? Yes. with your illness. Not necessarily having this constant feeling of sadness no? or mm -hmm. those emotions associated with depression. So it's a valid complication of diabetes, diabetes distress, and it should be addressed by us clinicians, no? Ni mo pwedeng sabihin na, oy wala lang yan. Just uh, don't think about it. Because you need to address diabetes distress in order to manage the patient holistically. Especially the physical aspect. Ano? You need to put things into order when it comes to his or her mental health first. Yes, Doc. Thank you so much for mentioning that. 
I think a lot of people, because, and I want to talk about this as well, because I know a lot of people nowadays in today's society, we want to be productive all the time. Right. And I and I often see this. Everyone wants to show other people. And you know what? I, I'll be honest. I do this also. We all want to post that we're doing things with our lives. And, and we forget that to keep our mental health in check. Mm-hmm. Right? I and I also know people in my life personally who have chronic illnesses, who have things that they're going through. And because of the pressure of, you know, society today... They're also not feeling that they don't really have the best health as well. Some have diabetes at the same time and they forget to keep their mental health in check. So for the people who are listening to this right now, I just want to remind you, my friend, to keep your mental health in check. You know, whatever illness you might have, even if you think that you are healthy, you know, go get checked up, whether it's your mental health, your physical health, your spiritual health, because we're only human beings. And even as a motivational speaker and entrepreneur and this content creator that I am now, I too need mental health checks myself. You know, I think it's so important for me to share that with my audience, with my followers, with my listeners, because... Dog, it's very interesting, but I, I've only dreamt of being like this, like to have this audience, to do what I do, to say what I say and to like make an impact, right, Doc? I mean, it's, it's something that my little girl self only dreamt of, you know, I mean, I feel so privileged and blessed to be talking with you right now, Doc, about something that's so important for other people to hear. And I want to just share with other people that I'm not always productive. I'm not always mentally healthy. Like, I also sometimes unconsciously compare myself to other people, even though I'm probably already doing a lot with my life. I also sometimes forget to eat healthy. But I think what's the most important thing whenever we do forget, because we're just human beings, right? We will forget to take care of ourselves. We will forget that we're so blessed. Um, And for us able-bodied people or people who are taking care of other people with diabetes or with illnesses, you know, it's also important to kind of to just check ourselves, to take care of ourselves and to, to see how we're doing and to know that we are blessed and we still have the opportunity now, Doc, to, to take care of ourselves, to become better versions of ourselves. And if we're not feeling healthy right now, it's okay because like with prediabetes, those things can be reversed, right? Doc? We, can still, we can still bounce back. So I, like if we're the not... way, I like the <laughs> yes, way how you said it, Julian. Because <laughs> some you. of the patients, they feel apologetic. Sometimes they mm-hmm. will say, sorry, uh, Doc, I ate this food. I didn't do exercise. And sabi ko, don't be hard on yourself. Because all of us, even healthcare professionals, even mm-hmm. you, a motivational speaker, merong mga times na may mga lapses din, di ba? The important yeah. thing is that they bounce back mm. and they, again, want to be healthy, you know, for a greater purpose, no? Perhaps for themselves, for their loved ones. So yes. I like the way how you said it. Parang it's not really getting a perfect score when it comes yes. to your It's actually looking at a long-term perspective, diba? So, yun yung lagi ko sinasabi sa mga patients. Don't be so hard on yourself. You don't need mm-hmm. to say sorry to me when your love is a little bit high. <laughs> yeah. Diba? Yeah. So, I like the way how you said it. Thank you for appreciating, Doc. Hey, it's Anna here. Enjoying our Quantasesh? Catch-up chats, spontaneous life updates, and everything in between. How about listening in on Quentas with Hannah? Available on wherever you get your podcasts. Can't wait to see you there, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye!
And aligned with what we just talked about as well, I just want to mention that, you know, it's so important to be kind to ourselves because at the end of the day, we have to be our own best friends and we have to uplift ourselves. So to my dear listeners as well, I'm always an advocate for compassion, mercy and compassion. I guess it's aligned with my faith as well. Pero I like to mention to them that it's important to be kind to other people. You know, you never know if they're dealing with an illness. You never know if they're going through something at home. You never know if they're the caregiver of their family. You know, these are things that not everyone shares. So we really don't know what's happening at the homes of other people. But it's also super important to take care of yourself because like what we talked about minutes ago, you know, if you let yourself go, if you stop taking care of your health, you could develop diabetes, you could have prediabetes. And it's all kind of in line with the lifestyle that we live, no, Doc? It's, you know, if we stop taking care of ourselves, if we stop respecting our bodies, our minds and our bodies, then we can develop diabetes, we can develop illnesses. And so it's just so important to not just care about other people, not just take care about other people, but also to take care of ourselves. And agree, agree. yes, choose to be kind and kindness begins with oneself. So perfect, Julian. That's the quote. That's the quote for the day. I'm going to put that doc on the bio of this podcast episode. Choose to be kind. Sorry, doc. Can you repeat that again? Choose, choose to, to be, be kind. kind and kindness begins with oneself. Right? So yes. For patients and for non-patients. So and that's a nice one. Uh, I just that's rephrased really nice. it. Uh, Your words, it came from you. (laughs) It sounds better when you said it, Doc. (laughs) And aligned with that, Doc, I want to ask you, how can we cope? How can we cope with having diabetes? How can we cope with even also the people who are helping family members, partners, loved ones with diabetes? How can those people cope? Okay, so I think the key here is communication. And when I say communication, communication with your physician, communication with your family, and communication with your friends or your support group. So first is with your physician. You need to be honest to your physician. Tell them that you can do this, but you cannot do this at the moment. And the goals that the physician is setting is not realistic at this time. You need to reevaluate it, revise it if needed. Because sometimes we see patients differently, but sometimes we also have misconception that one patient can do this at this particular time period when in fact they cannot. And they need to be honest with us and tell us that, hey doc, um, give me some more time to achieve that goal. And also communicate no, when it comes to the cost of treatment. Diba? Sometimes, takot sa doctor, hindi masabi na, doc, maybe for this month we can remove this medication and shift it mm-hmm. to another less expensive one. So, mga ganong bagay. Number two is communication with family. So, of course, you need to tell them that you are diagnosed with diabetes. But you need to let them know that you are willing to subject yourself to proper management for yourself and for them and that you need their support. Okay. So sabi natin, it's a disease that affects the family, mm. especially the young ones, ano? and also the extremes of ages. Kasi syempre, they would depend on the younger members of the family, yung mga seniors. Also, uh, communicate with your friends. Kasi syempre, kailangan alam nila, mamaya kakain kayo in one restaurant. Yeah, tapos, yeah. Hindi nila alam, sabi nila, ang choosy mo lang sa food. Yes. 
You're just taking mm-hmm. care of your diabetes, diba? So that's one key, communication. And as I have mentioned, a change of perspective when it mm-hmm. comes to lifestyle. Kasi it would make you realize that kapag may diabetes ka, mapapaagal lang naman yung pag-choose mo eh, nung healthy yes. lifestyle. Kasi at some point in our lives, when we reach a certain age, right, we are slowly abandoning yung mga late night sleep, bars, yeah. <laughs> yeah. alcohol, too much caffeine. But mm-hmm. when you have diabetes early on, for example, you'll just uh, need to tell yourself, I need to change my perspective. I'm not getting any younger. Mm-hmm. And I need to choose better. So you yeah, have to be healthier. Important ways on how you can cope up with diabetes. I think that's great advice, Doc. And I could actually relate with your advice regarding communication with friends and specifically your example because i have an allergy to gluten and i I guess people with diabetes could relate when you're going out with your friends and everyone wants to eat like yummy fast food or you know this and that but you're not allowed if you're a person because of your health condition and you're not allowed to eat that you don't want to come off as maarte or too choosy too specific or you're just too classy for us I used to get that doc because I didn't want to tell people that I was allergic to a specific food because I didn't think that they would understand it because I didn't even know my allergy ko at the time. So when I actually started telling people, oh, I have a gluten allergy, oh, I have celiac disease, they're like, what's that? And then they were telling me, oh, we thought you were just We were judging you. And I was like, what? No. I mean, I'll have rashes all over my body. I won't be able to digest it. So when I was able to communicate with them the truth of what was behind the scenes, uh, the reason behind my decision-making, no, Doc, of why I could not eat when my friends were eating at these delicious fast food places, then they started to understand. Then they had more empathy towards me. Because before that, pala, I didn't know they were just judging me, like with oh. malice. <laughs> yeah. And you will be surprised they would have their own specifications later on, de ba? So, yeah. uh, uh, din kasi sila to tell their ano, ano, uh, specific uh, wants and uh, limitations, yeah. So that's perfect advice, Doc, is to communicate, to communicate and. Also aligned with what you said to have a healthier lifestyle, aligned with that would be to be disciplined, not doc. Because yeah. at the end of the day, it's really we're responsible for our health. We're responsible for our future. And there's a quote that goes with this, doc. You know, we're given the cards and it's up to us how we play those deck of cards. And I think with any illness and anything that we go through in life, it's Always back to that. You know, we're in a situation, but it's up to us on how we are going to react to it. So even if we get an illness such as diabetes, there's always, as long as we're alive, as long as we're alive, we still have hope to shift the narrative of our life to, you know, even if you're not healthy right now, you can still be a healthier version of you tomorrow, a week from now, months from now. As long as we're alive, thank God, we still have that hope to 
become better. And I feel especially motivated, Doc, to, <laughs> to eat healthy. I mean, I relatively do eat healthy, but to be even more uh, cautious with what I eat because you mentioned to me that diabetes is aligned with what I'm also dealing with. Plus, I come from a family <laughs> with diabetes. So with that said, Doc, I'd like to ask you for any more words of motivation. I feel like you've given so much motivation for me, and if you have any final words for my dear listeners. Okay, so I think diabetes is very common, even more common nowadays, ano, as we become more sedentary in our lifestyle, so we are having more risk factors to have it. So it's just right that you get tested so that you would know early on. So you can prevent it or you can prevent its complications if you have it. And who knows if you can reverse it, diba? So it's also a challenge. So this is a call to challenge also to take care of your loved ones with diabetes because you need to look after them, check on them, diba? Once in a while, are you doing fine with your control of blood sugar? How's your diet? How's your lifestyle? Are you still enjoying life, no? Despite yes. you have diabetes. We need to support them, ano? Because at the end of the day, they need to have both physical and mental well-being, no? And it would mean a lot, no? They will be more productive. As you mentioned, our generation wants to always be productive. Mm. But I also agree with you that they need to pause sometimes, rest, recharge, relax. Mm -hmm. ano? These are all components of any chronic illness management. Mm -hmm. So I think that's it. And we covered so much for today. And I'm yes. so happy to share this with you. I'm so happy that you are here with me today. Once again, I'd like to thank you, Dr. Eric, for sharing your knowledge and your expertise on diabetes and, of course, overall wellness with me and my dear listeners here on Journey with Julianne. I really, really appreciate your time and energy. Thank you. Thank you so much. And that's a wrap. I'm so glad I got to collaborate with Controlado Ko Diabetes Ko to highlight the importance of collaborative solutions in the management of diabetes, that it takes a village to manage diabetes. The patient, doctors, other allied health professionals, and loved ones working together so that you can confidently say, Controlado Ko Diabetes Ko. My dear friends, please always remember that your presence has purpose. There's a reason why you're here, why you're still here. There's still time to change and grow, to be a healthier and happier version of yourself. And most importantly, please remember that God is always with us. Please do share this podcast episode with family, friends, people who you think need to hear this. Tag me on Instagram story and I'll talk to you on the next podcast episode. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweaters starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.